Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. It's, gee, it's Friday. I'm so delighted it's Friday. Actually, I'm delighted when it's any day. It makes no difference to me at all. Now we know we've got loads more extra listeners. I'm even happier. Kind of guarantees the contract for the next couple of years, so that's good news. As long as you all stay there and you keep downloading and you keep podcasting. Bill's back with you on Sunday with food and drink. Uh, this week, joined in the studio by the managing director of the Bread Factory, Tom Molner, and uh, Ricky Pang, executive head chef of the Pan-Asian restaurant, Taman Gang, will tell him why uh, his restaurant can offer Londoners the perfect night out. Food and drink with Bill, that's Sunday from four on LBC. News is next. Morning, everybody. Friday morning, LBC 97.3, and a very chipper Steve Allen this morning. Actually, every single day, fairly chipper. Especially, I had a nice car coming, so I had a nice Mercedes, we had the sunroof open. No sun, of course, but the wind rushing through my hair, in the singular. And, uh, and that was quite nice. And then, of course, all the noise and the drunks in Piccadilly Circus. It kind of adds to it, doesn't it, really? I think so. Adds to the, the makeup. And then yesterday, we get the good news, we get the great news that the audience figures are up, so everybody very happy. We're up, so even more people listening at this time of the morning, and even more people podcasting. So how happy are we? I appreciate the fact that it's not easy for just everybody to get up and be with us at this time, but some people listen to the programme and podcast as well. Can't believe what they heard the first time round. Because sometimes we're a little bit unkind about a few naff old celebrities. Today it's that well-known old scrubber Jordan again. This time, I don't know if she knew, but uh, a Daily Star girl... And you remember, the Daily Star is owned by Richard Desmond. Richard Desmond owns OK Magazine. I think it's Shell Publishing. And uh, he's the one who puts Jordan on the front. Unfortunately, she's out of control. She's always been a bit stupid and thick and a bit naff. And when her kids are old enough to appreciate just what a revolting piece of work she is, perhaps she'll calm down. Perhaps she'll be dead by that time. Who knows? Anyway, this time, a girl from the Daily Star says to her she gets to the airport. She comes back with those two queens she hangs around with, Gary Cocker and his boyfriend, Phil. And uh, I do hope you get rid of the houseboys. Must be awful not to have that much money. Anyway, so um, they then come back. And so the Daily Star girl goes up and says, um, so is, is it true you're going to get married? A fairly innocent question, you would have thought. Oh, she lets fly with a torrent of abuse that I can't even repeat on this programme. In fact, it was so disgusting that the two queens with her, who follow her around because they don't seem to have any other friends, uh, thought this was very funny. You know, to actually say this to a woman that they didn't know, and they laughed. And the Daily Star has said, it's just disgusting, Jordan letting fly with a foul rant. Perhaps she thinks it's good. Perhaps that's why, Jordan, you can't keep a man. Perhaps that's why your only friends are two old Marys who hang around with you and become your sycophants. I find it dreadfully worrying that she would say something like this to a girl that she quite clearly doesn't know, and two fellas, I'll use the term loosely, who also don't know, think it's terribly funny. Perhaps they, perhaps they like being abusive to women. Perhaps this is their, their kind of bag. I think it's disgusting. Absolutely. I mean, also, I was even more horrified that they, they said, of course, I mean, you have to take this with a pinch of salt. Ronnie Biggs has been let out. Ronnie is ecstatic. This is a man who can't speak, can't move, can't do anything at all. But apparently he signalled it to his son, Michael. We've yet to discover what Michael does for a living and, uh, and how he's surviving. Oh, we've got more news on another benefit fraudster. So we'll come round to that a bit later. But uh, they've said Ronnie Biggs can, uh, he's sort of out on compassionate grounds. Well, he's been out for some time. He's been out in hospital. There's no point in living... You know, they obviously checked with the doctors. Went, Listen, there's no chance he's going to make a recovery. We don't want him turning up on this morning or turning up on loose women or something like that. And the doctor went, no, 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 he's going he's to go soon. And they're going, OK, well, now we'll do... Because they've left it a while. I think they were hoping he was going to die in the interim period. And, of course, he didn't. 
and he's still there, but he can't, he can't move. They said they're going to move into this nursing home. What a waste of money. You don't want to pay for that, do you? I don't want to pay for it. Let him die where he is. Much easier. But uh, just remember, it's compassionate leave. It's got nothing at all to do with you've been forgiven for your crime, and it's got nothing at all to do with the fact that we've changed our minds. It's only because they can go, all right, you've, you've been freed from prison. But he hasn't been in prison for ages. Past few weeks he's not been in prison. A lot of people talking about it. How long before he's on Strictly Come Dancing, says Phil? I mean, <laughs> I'd book him immediately. Actually, the other thing as well, and I'm sorry to be rude about it, but I'm, you know, and I appreciate where they're coming from, but frankly, when the news came through yesterday that the, uh, the McCanns are now looking for an Aussie posh spice lookalike, I began to wonder. So, first of all, we target a Romanian woman, and the press trek all the way over there because she's got a daughter who looks like Madeline. And so this poor woman goes, I don't know what you're talking about. What are you doing? Why are you running my life? Then they target another man. They go, this is a paedophile. He was near the apartment. You know, years later, years later, we're now looking for a Victoria Beckham lookalike. How the hell, you know, and some restaurant where she's been in, the man who owns the restaurant said, this woman, I've never even seen this woman in here. Why are they tired? So you know what's going to happen now? Somebody else's business is going to collapse because people are going to put two and two together because you get stupid people. And they're going to be going, oh, well, that's quite clearly where she was taken from and, and this is what it had. I mean, it's just a load of old baloney. It's rubbish. Years later, two blokes go to the police and go, uh, yeah, we, we definitely saw this sort of Victoria Beckham lookalike and she looked, oh, it's just a pile of rubbish. I can imagine them clutching at straws, but Christ alive, with that many years down the line, I mean years down the line, and three days after she was snatched, this Aussie asked uh, a British stag night reveller, have you got her? Have you got the child? And now they've remembered it. So having been round the world and wasted, God, what is tantamount to millions trying to find poor little Madeleine, who, to be honest with you, we've said before, it would be, um, it would be the, f- the second coming if this girl reappeared. Now we're looking for this Australian yacht woman. And so now they, they bring up... We've had the, the McCanns before sitting there. Here's a picture of a man who looked like George Harrison. We were looking for him. Then we were looking for a woman who looked old. Then we were looking for somebody evil with a blanket. Now we're looking for a Victoria Beckham lookalike. It's just rubbish. It's just rubbish. So now they've spent all this money putting up all these posters yet again. This many years down the line, and we're looking for a Victoria Beckham lookalike. What a pile of... Oof, dear, makes me so angry. Makes me so angry. Whilst you sympathise with them, you do think to yourself, you know, you're just clutching at straw. Perhaps, perhaps they're just trying to keep it in people's mind. Perhaps it's going to be there for 100 years. I don't know. We'll probably all be dead and buried, I should imagine. So, uh, Ronnie Biggs, free. Well, free to spend the rest of his night in a hospital bed. Uh, and very sad news, Chanel Hayes. You remember Chanel? No, you've forgotten already. She was on Big Brother. She, uh, her mother was a prostitute. You remember? And committed suicide. And now, apparently, Chanel Hayes was rushed to hospital after taking an overdose of painkillers and red wine. Why? Because she split up with her boyfriend. Jesus. God. I mean, I tell you, these people have got it so cushy. So cushy. They've got everything. People give money for turning up to a nightclub or for drinking or making themselves look stupid. A boyfriend finishes with them or they finish with them and they immediately take an overdose. I'm sorry. If she's taking an overdose after a boyfriend splits up, she's unstable. She needs medical attention. She's quite clearly not all there in the head department. Uh, She was expected to stay in overnight. A source said, Chanel had been having boyfriend troubles. They've been arguing a lot. Everybody argues. If I argue with my producer this morning, Gary, I don't immediately go out and go, well, I'm going to take an overdose of Halliborange and a Diet Coke. You know, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to waste the money on Halliborange. I'll find something cheaper. 
But these people, they're just quite clearly a bit stupid. Her agent said, I'm unable to comment. Why? Why, Dave, you unable to comment on it? Either she took an overdose and she's not stable in the head, in which case she needs medical attention or sectioning. Because every time something like this happens, dear God, you imagine the things that people go through. I mean, if, if this is what affects her, the McCanns would have topped themselves ages ago, thinking of what could have happened to their daughter. And yet some third-rate naffo like Chanel finishes with a boyfriend and takes an overdose. You want to get out in the real world, love. You want to get out in the real world. Generally speaking, people who do overdoses, it's a cry for help. They're generally, they're not actually going to go through with it. They probably see it as some sort of strange form of publicity. But uh, she took the paracetamol and red wine uh, out of frustration at how badly things were going. They're going to be going out since, well, it's, it's months. This apparently is a long-term boyfriend. I've said to you before, anything that goes 24 hours is a long-term relationship. Gok Wan finished with his uh, boyfriend and apparently is dread. It's just, you know, been going out three nights or something. Jude Law goes out with that girl in America. Luckily gets herself pregnant. Phew, God, that was close. And uh, only been going out two weeks. So if you've managed to make any relationship last any longer than about a night and a half, you're in for life. Because if these people have only been going out for a short while, it just drives me mad. Susan Boyle's had a makeover. It's nice. Which is fantastic. And they've got her sitting at a piano. What they've done is they've softened her hair. They've stuck her, stuck her in a Mac. I think this is what she looked like to start with before they dressed her down. Because, to be honest with you, she can't sing for toffee, ladies and gentlemen. She could never do a concert. Because, let's face it, she gets stressed out. And she's got no plans to return home. So, already, she's stuck two fingers up to that life because people are trying to make money out of her. And they're going to manage it because, let's face it, they've invested enough. So, now they've said that uh, she's going to look fantastic. She's in Harper's Bazaar magazine and uh, asked if she was glad she had auditioned. She grinned and said, it goes without saying, come on now. Because bearing in mind, she went on the Michael uh, Watsit show years ago. She's been on loads of shows, so she's been trying for ages. And then, of course, dress her down and then sing averagely. And I mean averagely, believe you me. She couldn't make it into a West End show, this woman. She couldn't do a concert because she hasn't got the strength... Uh, all the uh, all the lung capacity to do it. Two songs and she's knackered. One song and she looks knackered. And you know she's balmy mad, I'm afraid. Um, they reckon 150,000 doll kids will die young because of drink and the the crap food they're eating, basically. I mean, and, and that's the sad reflection. That luckily, when we were growing up, so if you're over 30, you're fine. Because when we were growing up, we didn't have all this fast food rubbish that's doing the rounds. The most, I think the nearest we actually got was Spadulike. And that was very nice, and we liked Spudger-like. Okay, that's hopeless, isn't it? That's where you went in and got a baked potato. Now you can go and, you know, go and do a baked potato yourself. And that's healthy, provided you eat the skin as well. Kentucky Fried Chicken, burgers, it's all bad for you. It's all bad for you. Kentucky Fried Chicken, as I said before, be great without the skin on. But that's the bit that makes it interesting. So consequently... All these kids eating all this garbage. I mean, kebabs, have you seen the fat that drips off these things? Really, really bad for you. Really, really bad. The trouble is you only drink them when you're drunk. Because you don't want one when you're sober. I've never seen people in the, eating a kebab lunchtime stone-cold sober. Because they only look, you know, good when you've had a few pints, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850, Angela says, very good news regarding the Steve Allen shows. We don't need a licence to listen. Absolutely not. Actually, it's very good news across the board. I always like the idea when the audience figures go up, because I always think, now, wait a minute, what happens if I, they don't renew the contract? But, you know, I've thought that for 30 years. 
It's strange, isn't it? You never get over that sort of interesting thing. And they go, right, we'd like to offer you another contract. And you go, yes, thank you very much indeed. I think so too. The amount of podcasts we're doing on this programme. So we're now, I think, over two million downloads. Two million downloads. Not bad, is it? Not bad. Emma Cox on the box. is talking about Big Brother. There they are trying to celebrate the 10th birthday and nobody's interested because nobody's watching. Have you, are you watching Big Brother, Gary? Oh, shame. Amanda had watched a bit of it. I mean, most of them are just psychotic, I'm afraid. <laughs> There's a rather peculiar girl called B who's in public relations. She's just not all there. She's cracked upstairs. She's just... She's also quite quite horrid. Not a nice person at all. Unlike LBC. Oh, and Nick Ferrari's coming from the big wheel today. He's coming down there with Boris Johnson. Apparently it's going to go round six times during the duration of the programme. Sick already. Quarter past five. Three. Morning, everyone. Oh, there you are. 19 minutes past five. I see that those uh, two old crooks, sorry, Rebecca Turner and Shanty Andrews, there's a name and a half, uh, are going to plead guilty. They're going to admit to lying over the robbery. It's a well-known scam. Uh, I don't know why anybody should be remotely surprised. What you do is you go on holiday, you run out of money, and then you go, uh, we're in Brazil, it's quite dangerous, and uh, we've been robbed. It turned out they hadn't been robbed at all, I'm afraid. It turned out that when the police went there, half the stuff they'd claimed had been nicked was actually sitting in their suitcase. Because that's the trouble. There was a woman years ago, before all the computers were all linked up together, all the insurance companies, and she used to, every time she went on a train journey, she was quite well healed, she would claim that she'd been robbed and she'd lost jewellery and everything. And she started claiming thousands. Because she was well, well healed and titled, people believed her. But she was an old crook. And uh, it turned out, once they started linking up all the insurance computers, because now it's all linked, same as the car, so if they see you driving down the road, they know if you've got tax, insurance, MOT, a licence, anything like that. And they do the same with the insurance companies. They can tell if you've claimed before, and they know exactly what you've claimed for, and she'd been claiming over a matter of years. Every time she went on a, a cruise or a long trip, people, uh, design addresses had vanished, and she was just an old liar. And these two are exactly the same. It's, it's the old scam of you say something's been stolen, as long as you report it to the police, you've got a crime number, and the insurance company then cough up. Unfortunately, in their case, they got caught out. The police in Brazil, not, not quite as stupid as maybe these two stupid girls thought they were. Of course, the parents, I've been uh, horrified by the parents, going, well, I think it's just a misunderstanding. And they're in prison with murderers and rapists and prostitutes. Of course they are, because they're a pair of crooks. That's why they're in there. Uh, they've been accused now of this uh, attempted insurance fraud. They didn't enter the plea, but their, uh, their lawyer said they are to plead guilty to the charge. Of course. You know why? You get a lesser... A lesser sentence. Could be six months or, uh, or six years. I frankly think six years. Because remember that lying old bag? Remember the, the heroin smuggler who managed to get herself pregnant whilst in prison? They're sending her back over to this country to finish her sentence and to have a baby. Frankly, as far as I'm concerned, hang her. If she hadn't been pregnant, she'd have been hanged. The simple reason was she's a drug smuggler and drug smugglers cause misery. These two were just stupid. They were just stupid and trying to get a thousand quid or a couple of grand out of an insurance company because quite clearly they'd run out of money. And you only have to look at them. And it's even more worrying that they, they're actually going into, I think, the legal profession. I wouldn't trust them as far as I could throw them. A pair of old crooks, honestly. No, I think throw them in prison. So much easier. So much easier. Uh, thank you very much indeed to uh, Kelly, Adam and Finlay. Off to see... Uh, the Harrods Christmas Department. In fact, you've probably been to the Harrods Christmas Department by now because we, we love Christmas and Harrods have opened their Christmas Department and I know it's August and I know... The trouble is, I don't see why it should have to be just at Christmas. There are some people who love Christmas all year round 
and I'm one of them. I could I could happily have a tree up, not at this precise moment. I mean, I wouldn't actually better do the program, but I mean, you know, a tree sitting in a corner, absolutely dripping with huge balls and and oh, just make my day, make my day. Five hundred lights on it, easy peasy. Every year I buy I buy more Christmas lights because I've only got to walk into a garden centre and see boxes of Christmas lights flashing, and I just buy them. I've got no life whatsoever at all, but it makes me very happy. <laughs> and every year I buy them. I've got lights sitting in a, in a wardrobe that I bought five years ago. I've never even opened the box. I just get so excited about Christmas lights. And when they go super bright LEDs, I'm like crackers for them. Last year I bought seven boxes of super bright LEDs. I bought them in white, blue, red and multicoloured. I couldn't get enough of them. Because they were, you don't want these piddly little things. And they... They do patterns. They they do. The trouble is, when you've got them draped over the tree, they either flash on and off, which makes me feel like I'm going into an epileptic fit, or they sort of do chasing or backwards. They're fab and they're super bright. So years ago, you know, a bulb would go out. You stretch the lights out on the floor and you go right. Which is the bulb that's broken? And then you've got to try and find if you've got any spares for it. And so you start taking it. Oh look, they've worked. Oh, they've gone off again. And then you eventually find the right bulb, and every single bulb was different. With the LEDs, if one light goes out, that's for, you don't really care, because you can hide it underneath a branch or sort of just take it out. But uh, and then if they they do, I just throw them away. I buy other ones. I mean, I've even got my super bright LED solar lights outside at the moment. I've got them draped over some fencing, which is fantastic. And there's enough sunlight every day in the summer. And then I've got two draped over the hanging basket in blue and white. I know it's sad, but I don't care. I absolutely love it. I absolutely I can't get enough of it. I cannot get. I, mean, I could work in a Christmas department and be and be quite happy. Weather for today, just in case, early scattered showers because apparently it tipped it down overnight. I must have missed it. I went out to water the basket. It rained a little bit, and I thought, oh, that's good. It'll fill up the uh, the water bucket thing which we've got underneath um, a pipe. And frankly, the amount of water that comes off a roof is worthwhile doing in case we have a drought. Not that I think that's very likely. Although they've said this weekend, Sunday, I think, should be your barbecue day. And the reason I tell you is because young Hakia tells me it's mostly dry with sunny spells and a high of 22. Monday is cloudy but dry. Tuesday, dry with sunny spells. And the scattered showers today will clear about midday. Dry and fairly bright this afternoon. High 22 centigrade. Tonight, humid again. Dry and clear. Was it humid last night? I don't know. I don't know. Was it rain? See, I didn't see anything, apart from a little bit. But I, I lay on top of my duvet. Try and imagine that if you can. But uh, I lay on top, because I was, I was quite cosy, actually, last night. I'm watching Heidi High all over again. Not Heidi High. The Alo Alo. I do like it, because half the cars can't do French accents. <laughs> it's even funnier. Uh, tomorrow, dry with warm sunny spells to start. Cloud in the afternoon, but there's no rain forecast. So, in fact, you could have a barbecue tomorrow. You could have a barbecue tomorrow, if you so desire. Here's, uh, oh, look, Danny Minogue. That's a woman whose career had finished until she was picked up to stick on the, uh, that X Factor thing. And actually, talking of a laugh, do you remember ages ago, and they, they were saying, oh, Victoria Beckham's going to be going on America's Got Talent, because Paula Abdul has stepped down for reasons best known to Paula Abdul. And so what they've said is, uh, sport, uh, sorry, not sporty, but Victoria Beckham, uh, boring spice, is going to be appearing on there uh, as a special favour, apparently. And I'm thinking... The one thing she's going to do, and the reason they've only said it's a one-off... See, I think, secretly, it's not going to be a one-off. They're looking for long-term. But if they say it's a one-off and she does well, then they can put her on there. The trouble is, she knows nothing about showbiz. She knows absolutely nothing about show. She doesn't know anything about singing, because she couldn't sing. And if you remember, in The Spice Girls, she was the one at the back. She wasn't the one at the front, I'm afraid. She was the one at the back who didn't sing. 
You know, so we know all about that, and they're going, it's a really big deal. The trouble is, when you watch her compete, she'll be sitting on that panel with people who've been in the business a long time and who really are in the business. Not sort of just some little clothes horse for a stick insect. Oh, no, no, no. These are proper people who've actually been in the business. So I think, if they say, oh, it's only a one-off and she's really awful, then it doesn't matter. She doesn't have to do it ever again. But if she does really well, they can go, she might consider doing this again. I think she's going to be awful because she doesn't know about showbiz. She really doesn't. She knows nothing about it. I don't know why, why they're bothering, really. Uh, 84850. And uh, I'm unable to find this uh, book, The Vanishing Cochins of London. Um, you can get it. I don't think you get it on uh, Amazon... Um, I don't even know if it's on Amazon, actually. It's called the... What did we, we had it yesterday. It's from Countryside Books. I think it was Countryside Books. I'll have a check on that later for you, Joanne, but I think it was Countryside Books. If you go to their, their website, you better find it there. Countryside Books. Noreen! So they let Biggs out! Exclamation marks. <laughs> well, the trouble is, he's been out for some time. Somebody sent an email earlier on. I began to wonder if they were in the real world or if they were phoning from a home or something, saying that, um... I've got to find it, actually, because I want to make sure I get it right. Uh, where is it? Uh, somebody who admires Victoria Beckham. Well, I have to be honest, I, I absolutely agree. I agree. I admire Victoria Beckham. How you can make that little talent actually go that far is a, is a sheer mystery to most of us in the business. Uh, another one here. Wait a minute. Let me try and find this, this thing. Because somebody was talking about... Um, oh, they were talking about foxes again and everything else. That's right. Let's not forget that Mr Biggs... This is from Ray and Stephen. As you quite clearly must be on another planet or something, poor soul. Has served 30 years. In comparison to less high-profile criminals who have done far worse and served far less, in my opinion, should have been let out years ago. He was out years ago. He only served 18 months, and then he ran away like the girl's blouse that he is. And he ran away to Brazil, so he hasn't actually served any time at all. He served, he served absolutely nothing. And he only came back here grovelling like the little girl that he is, because he, f- he became ill. And it saved him having to pay, so he went, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll give myself up now, because he'd run out of money, and he needed to get medical treatment. Oh, he's the biggest girl's blouse going. I mean, let's face it, one of them committed suicide, the bloke who ran the flower store. I don't know what happened to the other people. I've got no idea. But it was such a long time ago and it was only two and a half million quid. But, unfortunately, that's, you know, that's what happens. You get, you get a sentence and you're supposed to do it. And he skipped away and started being a celebrity. Very soon he's going to be a dead celebrity. And then probably there'll be a book out and there'll be something else. Everybody's doing books at the moment. Jermaine Jackson was talking about Michael Jackson saying, I'm going to go around the world and keep his memory alive. I thought, of course you are, because it's the only income you've got. I mean, to be honest with you, thank God Michael died for the Jackson family's sake, because up until then, they were resorted to doing uh, little uh, reality shows and having to sell themselves down the river, because up until then, they were absolutely flat broke. No money whatsoever. LBC 97 point... <laughs> Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Welcome to Friday. Woo! Love Friday. Love. You know why we love Friday? No, I can't think of a reason either. It's because it's the end of the week, although if you work the weekend, like Gary does, it's like kind of the beginning of the week. It's just started a day early for him. Just started a wee bit earlier in the morning than he's used to. But anyway, uh, John Warrington with us very, very shortly. Dan reckons that uh, Vic Beckham is getting $150,000. Well, they've got loads of money on that programme. So for a one-off appearance, although to be honest with you, it's not going to increase the audience. The British press will pull her apart, as per usual. Because it, it's, it's got nothing to do with whether she knows about the singing thing. It's, it's just the fact they've put her on there. Although the Spice Girls were naff, 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 naff. They were even naffer, I think, than anything else I could think of. Not half as naff as the Nolans, though, were they? Actually, strangely enough, there's a, there's a story, not about the Nolans, but about something else in the paper today, which I must... I, must I was very happy to see that uh, poor old Jonathan Ross has lost 540,000 listeners. We've, we've put on a load, and he's kind of... 
lost a load, <laughs> which is great. Uh, 84850, uk. If you're reading uh, this or you're hearing this on your way to work, it would seem that you're one of a dwindling band. You know why? You know why? Um, for the simple reason that uh, people take Fridays off. You see, I thought they took Mondays off. I thought they took Mondays off. I thought people then got, you know, you had Saturday, Sunday, you get to sort of Sunday, you think, oh, this might be a really nice time. We don't want to go to work tomorrow. Don't want to go to work tomorrow. So people phone up and go, oh, very well. And they get the time off. Poor old Andy says, why are you so unsympathetic with British women who are framed by corrupt foreign police? No, they, they've admitted the fact that they lied, so they're a pair of old crooks. And as far as I'm concerned, Andy, as you well know, we should hang them, I'm afraid. Uh, fantastic. Stephen Harlington says, listen very carefully, I shall say this only once. There is nothing wrong with the accents in a lower low. Disagree and I will send in my little tank. Actually, I tell you, some of the, the language in a low low was quite fruity. In fact, some of the th- are very naughty, especially with the policeman who mispronounced things. He would come in and say, I mean, I can't repeat some of it. It was very funny. But you used to think that, um, <laughs> how did they get away with this on a programme that was watched by children? Because people used to watch a low alone. I mean, some of it was terribly rude. Mind you, we got away with it with Mrs Slocum's cat, didn't we? In uh, Are You Being Served? Uh, Dee says, they've chopped down trees outside my flat. Must be about 60, 70 years old. Nothing wrong with them. They just did it. I've known those trees all my life. You don't think they had... They're not... You know that the councils, Dee, put up elms years ago. And then it turned out that there there is no vaccine for Dutch elm disease. Everybody loses them. So many trees around our way, especially the ones on the riverbank in Twickenham, have caught this uh, disease and they just wither and look horrible. They might have done that. Or failing that, the other thing they dig them up for is because the uh, the roots of the trees start undermining things. I do like trees, actually, down the road. I think it makes it look quite nice. And I got sent in a fantastic email. I've got to mention it now. Um, and let me whiz through some of these very quickly from Margaret who says, not happy to come home and find that Ronnie Biggs is to be released. Not much hope. Not expected to uh, recover. I know. One can only hope, can't we? Oh, and it, it was Noreen who's going on this Thames cruise. Starts at Maidenhead, finishes up in Windsor. Oh, you'll love it. I tell you, that's, it's one of the best things you can do if, if, you've, if you've got nothing to do over the weekend, today or whatever. I've got lunch with Giles today, so... Um, and you think, oh, riverboat cruise, fantastic. We did one down, down to Greenwich, and I've done the, uh, the Richmond one. It's just very therapeutic. Very therapeutic. Uh, Lucy and Patrick, because Patrick is half uh, German. Oh, no, he's not. He is German, actually. And um, Lucy says, we always listen to you from 5.30 onwards. Love the show, and we laughed at your depiction of fat Germans munching currywurst. Tschüss. I love the idea of currywurst. Sounds absolutely what well. We said this yesterday on the programme. And these are uh, sausages with curry in. Yum, yum, yum. And I must thank very much indeed. And I'll read this one out, because it's, it's, it was quite quite long and lengthy and it's got lovely pictures as well which came and it's from john who's sending in pictures because we're, we're putting pictures on the lbc website in our rogues gallery so if you've got a picture of yourself just take it send it in to steve at lbc.co.uk okay and uh, then we'll we'll hopefully persuade uh, adrian to put it up on the website he's, he's not putting anything up rude or animals apparently i don't know why something to do with his parents anyway uh, john sent me in this uh, this long letter all about the old cinemas twickenham had three the gaumont the odeon and the regal and he, he's sent me in photos from uh, from a website which are absolutely fantastic john he says as for the twickenham riverside have you ever heard of cockles the diver no, but I'm willing to learn. He says, Cockles the diver was a stunt diver who used to sit under the river 
opposite the swimming baths and let fireworks off. How nice. <laughs> Actually, there was somebody who used to do it, because, in fact, uh, down in Church Street, there is the, um, the museum, and he said that that used to be a, a little shop as well. It used to be a sweet shop as well. The Civic Centre used to be a car showroom. It's fantastic. I mean, I tell you, the only hole suitable now, he says, is York House Hall. I had a look in that. We thought about doing that as a Steve Allen show, and it's, it's not quite quite um, big enough i'm afraid but thank you so much john for all the information really really interesting really and he's got pictures of these cinemas as they're being destroyed because i get a bit upset when they destroy cinemas we've got a lovely one in muswell hill it's going it's not it is i'm it's taking the digger in today it's a listed building well the, listen you know what they do with listed buildings they go oh it's listed <laughs> where is Bang. it listed? oh we forgot about that so and they've done that before yeah i know they have they won't do this one though it's and he sent stunning. in loads of things in fact on one of the uh, ones here, Anne Ziegler and Webster Booth were at the Twickenham Odeon. Anne Ziegler and Webster oh, Booth, amazing. ladies and gentlemen. And it was really good as they were pulling down the cinema. Look, he sent in the pictures of that one there. Wasn't that fantastic? Yeah, that one. That, that's Isn't that a shame? That's actually a bigger one there, the Odeon at Twickenham there. Look, Look at that. that. That was a picture palace, ladies and gentlemen. Proper, proper cinema. Now I want in... It's a bit like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but do you remember the David Dimbledy uh, programme, How We Built Britain? Oh, I've, I've just bought it on DVD. It's the best thing. You'll Isn't never it, stop I watching it. No, I've watched it. Uh, sorry, I watched it on telly, and that's why yeah. I bought it. Oh, I bought it as oh. well. Absolutely amazing. Gotcha. But there's a wonderful bit in there, I think, uh, and they go to a, um, I think it's in Croydon. They go to a cinema in Croydon. Oh, which was uh, unbelievable. It was like a palace with oh. chandeliers and, and, and gold ceilings and everything else. And now it's Sounds a bingo like my hall. my sitting room. <laughs> yes, it does a bit. Chandeliers and gold <laughs> ceilings. Except there yeah. were no halogen lights in those days. Oh, well, that's Draped right. Draped over yeah. everything. But you're right. They were... You know why? Because they were picture palaces. And yeah. it was the it was the entertainment for the masses. Where did you go on a Saturday night? You to went the to the pictures. You smoked on that side or you didn't smoke on yes, that side. Or you stood at the back. Yes. And the ice cream girls came down with their trays with little lights on. Usherettes. The usherettes. Yes. And uh, you sit there and you, you watch the, a pi the, the B picture. Yep. And then the... Cafe News and then the main the feature. The main feature. Oh, and, and we stood at the end for the national anthem. Always stood at the end. And, and actually, you could go in at any time. So you could actually go in and see the film twice. Yeah. Because you'd go in halfway through the thing and then see the, the beginning and then leave. And people did that. That's why they sort of said, well, we're full at the moment, but quite a few people will be leaving in a minute. Yeah. So you can go in and watch the... the and you'd wait there until they vacated, yeah. then you'd nip into the seat. Absolutely marvellous. The sorry, good old days. Sorry if we're sounding a little bit old <coughs> this morning. John is fairly ancient. Extreme. <gasps> You're very... Oh, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. I don't know what for. I hanging know, just, just, <laughs> just, just living, I think, in this day and age. The fact just you got up this morning. The fact that I woke... Actually, I woke up... I'm, I'm very chipper first thing in the morning. I like to close my eyes in the car coming in. Yes. Oh, do you? Yes. Yes, I do, actually. Because I'm, I'm, I try and get everything in order. Oh, like, am I wearing my clothes and not still my pyjamas? <laughs> <laughs> I've always got that horrible... You know when you walk down the street, people <clears> look at you... A lot of people look at me and twiggle them for some strange reason. And you think to yourself, is my zip open? Or am I wearing pyjamas? And one of these days I'm going to look down and be wearing fluffy bunny slippers. I've just got this feeling. I, I always check my fly. Quite often, actually. Do you? Too often, sometimes. Un unnaturally. <laughs> yes. too often, I know. The producer does that as well. <laughs> it's very... It's one of we those did, things We did go a whole programme once, but it was undone. I thought, I'm not going to tell him. I'm not going to tell him. Just <laughs> add it to the amusement for me. so wicked. <laughs> but please, please, please say good morning to my mum, Myrna, in West Kensington. She's up at 4.55 every morning. Poor soul, honestly. <laughs> morning, okay. Myrna. Morning, Myrna. Yes. Nice, isn't it? She's got to go back um, to bed now. There you go. You can pay for Ronnie with your £35 million win. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be winning £35 million. Are you? Yeah. What, tonight? Certainly am. Are you sure? 
Yes, absolutely. What, with your audience figures, you don't need it. I know, it's true, actually, isn't it? Yes, it is see. true. I, I, I do like it. I do like having nice audience figures. You see, on the front page of the uh, Independence Day, it says, after 46 years, 30 of them on the run. So he's been in prison for 16 years, then. Who gave Ronnie Biggs. No, he hasn't been in prison at all. Well, he, he has. He has been in prison at some stage in his life. Yeah, 18 months. Is when that he was all first he's done? Sentenced. That's all he did, and then the big girl skipped out... And ran away. He never did his time at all. That's why he skipped over. He went to Brazil. Luckily, did that thing by getting some girl pregnant. He'd met on the beach. Oh yes, that's right. Yes, uh, I so that, that. that was quite lucky. Mm. And uh, and then the moment he becomes ill and he runs out of money, he appears in the Sex Pistols film, the Great Rock and Roll Swindle. Yeah. He also charges people to have drinks with him. And, well, I uh, see. And he he produces T-shirts. There was a Ronnie Biggs website where you could buy memorabilia from an old crook like that. So, um, it's appalling, isn't it? It really? is appalling when it's you think about appalling. it. I've often said in this country, crime pays, no matter what anybody will tell you. Yeah, it, it does pays. pay. You could actually... I mean, there's a guy in the paper yesterday who is a Mr... a Mr Big. Yes, I read that. Three million pounds. He was told years ago to hand over all his assets. He just put it into dispute. It's been seven years or something. But have you seen what the man owes? Yeah. Uh, owns? Yeah. Great big 20-bedroom bed- twelve bedroom house yes. in South yes. London. Two or three flats, which he's got his mistresses. £125,000 yeah. yacht. Yeah, yeah. And then there was a, there's another story, very similar to that, actually, where um, a loan shark... A loan shark is coming up in court at some stage over the next couple of days. Oh, he's and been up. Is this the one who's been sentenced? Well, I don't know if he's been sentenced. I didn't read that. Yeah, bit. there was one who's been sent. There were two. One who was given um, Mr. Big, who was, was, who was sort of let off. Yeah, let off. But he he turns out to be bent because he's been he's got ten thousand pounds. He's been claiming incapacity benefits oh, because he he's got arthritis. I tell you, we need to go around and hang these people. And the other one, who threatened to shoot people, he's gone to prison for five years. Oh, has he? Well, the, the story that I read was that a, a, a couple borrowed from this loan shark £500 yeah. Yeah. to buy their kids a computer at Christmas. Yeah. And they really, that was, they only really wanted 350 but he persuaded them to top it up to 500 mm. He then comes back to them and says... I want it all back now. Yeah. Or you've got to pay £250 a month interest. Mm. They ended up paying this man back something like £20,000. Yes, yes. Over a period of time. Well, the danger is that if the banks turn you down, people go, I want this. It's like the, the catalogues. I knew a woman years ago, and she had one of these catalogues where you pay weekly. Like and a Freeman's catalogue. Like a Freeman's. And, and next to each item, it used to have, say, television £2.54 a week. Mm. Somebody would come round and collect your money. So at yeah. Christmas time, people would start topping up. OK, I'll now have the television, I'll get the... Kids can have this and that, and that means now it's an extra £6.40 a week. And somebody would come round, depending on what your credit rating was, and you would pay weekly like that. Mm. You're paying on the never-never. Of course it is. I watch people buying a sandwich and sticking it on a Visa card. I think you must be so hard up. It's so strange, isn't it? Isn't it? I've never it's noticed. ridiculous. You're paying HP on a sandwich. Yeah, why put it on a card? But it might, might, be, it might be a debit card, because sometimes they look like Visas, but it's actually coming straight out. We are trying to be a cashless society, aren't we? Are we? Yes, of course. Oh, well, I won't have anything to do with that. I'll money, never, money. I use cash. Cash? I know you love cash, I don't do you? love you cash. You like money in your pocket. I, I do, know what yes. you mean. Yeah. But actually, as a, as a, a company, yeah. whether you're John Lewis or the little shop that takes the sandwiches, yeah. it costs more money, banks charge you, to pay in cash than it does to take a card. And our oh, debit right. card is just a set, a set amount. It doesn't matter whether you pay £20 or £25,000. It's the same amount of mm. money that the banks charge you. But cash is done by in hundred, every £100 you pay in, you're charged. So if you do a quarter of a million pound a month, it's really? much... I'm being, mu- I'm being charged on that. <laughs> you're not, but the, sure the shop that. that you're spending it in is. So it's much, much more expensive. So the old thing that, you know, discount for cash 
doesn't actually apply anymore. Yeah. Go- going back to this uh, loan shark, his name yeah. is Robert Reynolds, he's 39. Right. He's been claiming, it says here, £1,300 a month disability. He pays £10 a week in rent on his council home. And uh, he's never worked a day in his life. He claims disability because he suffered from arthritis and a skin disorder. <laughs> I've no idea that you can get 1300 quid a month for that. I should better claim money for my disability, shouldn't I, really? You've certainly got enough of them. Absolutely. And the producer, I mean, he should have qualified years ago. <laughs> Ridiculous. I say, if ever you see this uh, Robert Reynolds out, do feel free to run him over, <laughs> OK? Just to add to the interest. Nasty, nasty little piece of work. Uh, oh, very quickly, Denise Welsh has quit the drama Waterloo Road to concentrate on... I'll tell you after this. B. Morning, everybody. 11 minutes to uh, six. <laughs> Brian says, do you know about the Cinema Theatre Association? If not, I do know about it. Thank you, Brian, very much indeed. Nigel says the palatial cinema in Croydon was the Davis. Ah. And it had an one? organ that was played in the interval. So did every, everyone it had It still that. has that organ. Yeah. Uh, and the Gaumont State is a fantastic cinema being left to ruin. Somebody should invest in it. It's owned by somebody. It's owned by a, relig- by a church. Well, the, the Gaumont. Ch- the Gaumont State, which is a huge, huge place. And I'll tell you why it's famous, because Laurel and Hardy appeared on that stage. It's at the top of Kilburn High Street, which is a <laughs> rough-ass area. And if you go in there, it's got a big marble foyer. I mean, they should open it up and let people do something with it, for God's sake. Why is it just sitting there empty? Well, because it's owned by this church, and I think they use it for some of their... That's okay. what happened to a lot of cinemas. A lot of these churches kind of took it over and they do these revivalist meetings. But this one's got a big marble foyer with a big stick. Oh, it just fantastic, just to knock your socks off. I mean, they just don't build them like that now, do they? There's well, the Golders Green Hippodrome the yes. as well, which I don't know... If, well, that the Golders Green Hippodrome was very famous. Musical, uh, wasn't it? Um, was it? I'm was trying it to think. The Wood Green Empire was where the uh, uh, American magician Chungling Sue was shot right. during the bullet-catching trick. I don't think that's there anymore, the Wood Green... Um, well, I think it is. Do you? Well, there's one... What? What is the... What is the place that they use at the back of Golders Green Bus Garage? There's Golders no, that, Green Station. Is that That's Gold- Golders Green Hippodrome. Right. Well, they use that for, I think, a, a programme called Friday Night is Music Night. They used to use it for that. Right. Well, they used to. That used to have lots of things going on in it, didn't it? Right. Well, that, that's still there, is it? Yeah, that's still there. I've uh, seen that right. recently. That's, oh, interesting. That's attached to the bus station. It is. I've never been in it. Up. No, I've never been in it either. It's I went in one in Ealing building. once, which they were going to pull down, and it was like a little cinema. There's a place halfway down Chiswick High Road where they sell antique type things, mm. and that's called the Old Picture Palace or something like that, and you go in there, and it's fantastic. You can see what it must have looked like when it was a, a cinema. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean in Chiswick. Yeah, Palace, it's halfway it? down. Halfway down. Is it kind of a brick, but it's made of brick? It's sort of brick, and it's got this front, which lo- it's not off camera, but it's yeah, called now. I know, it, and there's a green in front of it. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice it's- indeed. I must mention what, what Denise Welsh has quit... Waterloo oh, yes. Road to concentrate on. Uh, let me tell... Loose women, don't... Yeah. No. Seriously. Are you she's mad? Actually, she's, she's obviously decided she can just sit there and spout drivel and, uh, and get paid probably as much money as she does through, through acting. I would never give up a good series like Waterloo Road. Waterloo Road is an excellent series. It's well, very, very it's good. Well, it's fifth run. Yes. I mean, and, it may not go um, on forever, but she, it's still very good. Yeah. So she's quit to concentrate on Loose Women. <laughs> I don't think crazy, actually... Actually, it? Loose Women is just finishing. They're taking their uh, summer break. Yes, they normally do. I, I don't know why these places take summer breaks. They all do. Take, we don't take summer breaks. We don't go, all of a sudden, terribly, terribly sorry, the Steve Allen show or Nick Ferrari show this morning uh, is going to be taking a sabbatical for... The whole of August. Yeah. yeah but they all do. GMTV do they it. might have been going to drop her in Waterloo Road. <laughs> might have, the character might have reached its end and then she might have said, oh, I'm leaving to do this. Because her husband was in it as well. Was he? Yes, he was in it with her. He they was a security to guard. All the time. She seems to drink 
Yes, and these fall out of nightclubs. Fall out of nightclubs. <laughs> and, and they just seem to argue all the time. There's a, a picture of some Chelsea players. They racked up a bar bill of... £60,000? £105. Oh, that's ridiculous. In a four-hour session. And yes. the funny thing is, in this particular nightclub, they've got all these, what I call, tacky girls who drape themselves around anybody who's a footballer. They're all here. I mean, it really is. It's the, it's the gutter girls. Yeah. They just look naff. And especially round, there's one here. Um, oh, the, the striker Kalu. I don't Kalu. know who he is. Salmon Kalu. Salmon, Salmon Kalu. Kalu. Who doesn't drink? No. So, you know, the last thing you want is these sort of old hags hanging round you. They're ten bottles of Jack Daniels. That's expensive. Now, you know in nightclubs how much a bottle That's of... That's about 150 quid a bottle. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they had a Jeroboam of Crystal. Crystal. That's about £750 a bottle. 5000 they've said here. 5000 £5,000. It's very expensive They nightclub. had... 30 mm. magnums of Dom Perignon. Well, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Cut a couple of hundred pounds a bottle. Oh, 720. A yeah, a magnum, of course. Yeah, a magnum. God, huge. I mean, do you know, there's nothing more sickening than people who, who waste money on this kind of booze. And 20 bottles of vodka. I mean, they're I just mean, they're so just... out of touch. They go in there. I mean, you know, I think you could just say, I tell you what, this is, this is 20,000 pounds. I mean, just really awful, isn't it? £105,000 on a bar bill. That's ridiculous. Do you know, it's you won't vulgar. find anybody as thick as footballers. It's vulgar. It's it interesting is, to it? say that um, one noticeable absentee was Ashley Cole, who couldn't make it because he was trapped under a thumb at home. <laughs> His wife won't let him out, will I like she? that. Uh, Ronnie Biggs was last night told he's a free man. Of course, he's in hospital and he's l linked up to a drip. He's, he's not, not going free anywhere. At all. He's not free at all. He has he's... chains on him. It just happens to be of a medical type. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and what do you think about Victoria Beckham going on um, Britain's? Is it not Britain's Got Talent, but the X Factor USA? Did you see that? What Victoria? Yeah, Victoria. Yeah, she doesn't know anything about it. But why is she only getting one hundred and fifteen thousand pounds? Dollars, isn't it? Whatever. It's not very much she's money. Only doing one show. No, I think she's doing more than one. She's no. going to make several appearances. One. Oh, just one. One. You know oh, why? Please. Because if she's absolutely awful, mm. they can then say it was only a one-off appearance. Yes. If she's any good, which then she won't be because she can't, she really can't do anything. She also can't speak. People are going to be so disappointed because she can't speak. But she wants to be made. She's, she's trying to make it in America. She's desperate. She hasn't actually done anything over no. there that's ingratiated herself. She's just hung around on Davy Boy's coattails. Well, even he's disliked at the moment, isn't he? They're, being, they're booing him yeah. in the wings of the football. Well, the trouble is, you know, they keep going, she was in the Spice Girls. That was so long ago, and she was always the worst one. Oh, yeah, she, she was the, the miserable so-and-so at the back. Because she was posh. She was too posh. But she wasn't posh. That's the trouble. Her father's an electrician. They're not posh. You you speak to the parents. They're just ordinary working class oh, I know people. They, are. Why are they, they listen posh, to this, this, this program. Actually. I know. But you know why they were called posh? Because she went to school in a in a Rolls Royce. Oh, I can't bear that woman there. <laughs> what woman? Can't, that woman on Sky. It's that radio. Bleach Steve. blonde. It's radio. Thing. Can't bear her. Another one of these ghastly. I like people. Paula Abdul though. Oh, do you? Yeah, I do. She's just leaving, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, I know she is. She says that's shame. enough. That's enough. I, d I don't. Well, I don't really know enough about her. Oh look, there's somebody there. That's that's Tammy, next to the Eiffel Tower. Oh really? You Not get pictures. Well, but pe people send in pictures of their holidays. Uh, well, just of them. Oh really? Just of them. Yes. I'd like to see a few more people pi pictures of people on their holidays. Yes, but I, I like people to send in pictures. So take take a picture of yourself and then send it in to us. Preferably with the hanging basket behind. Yeah. You. This uh, the vanishing coachins of London. Mm. It's. I'm sure it's countryside books. Pretty certain it's countryside books. We did it yesterday on the programme. So if you podcast, then you'll know it was on... Uh, it was on. In fact, it might even be on the blog. I can't remember, actually. Country? I can't even remember. What's it called again? Country? 
I think it's country... Wide? Countryside books. Countryside books. Countryside books. Nice. Uh, the Antique Cinema, it's called... It's in Chiswick. Yeah, I know, I know it's Chiswick. I just can't... Uh, I don't know what it's called, actually. I'm sure it was called something else. Yes, I think it is called something else. It's an antique thing, isn't it? Don't they have um, antique things in there as well? Yes. But, uh, you know... Um, yes, there's lots of different dealers in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's like one of those things. Well, I broke it called second-hand th- 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 I read uh, recently that in Crouch End, there was a kind of a, a mini... You know, like the um, the Tate Modern? That yeah. kind of building with the with the big Ugh, chimney. Can't bear it. You don't like that building. I Hate love it. that building. Well, there's a similar one in Crouch End, and they're going Ugh. to redevelop that and turn it into a multi-complex cinema, restaurants, and everything else. But it's better than tearing them down. They're, those buildings were built to last forever. What's, what don't you like about the Tate Modern? I can't bear it. Do you not like when you walk through that no, door? No, I hated it. Hated it. And that vast space. Hated it. Oh, hated it's it. wonderful. If I went in... And for the moment I walked in, I hated every bit of it. They go, and this is an inst- and the, the first installation I saw was a big picture of ducks on a wall with arrows through them. Right. They were stuck to the wall that way. And I thought, and that's art. It's garbage. It's like Tracy Emin. Here is an unmade bed. I'm sorry, it's rubbish. I've seen the unmade bed, actually. It's rubbish. And I've seen, uh, what's his name? The Pharmacy, which was just a mock-up of a chemist shop, in the, in the, an old chemist shop for yeah. some strange reason. But the, the, the sun, they had a sun there. A burning sun in that great hall. That was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Dull, dull, dull. I know you don't like modern art. This book, incidentally, we've now... Gary has done his research. It's called The Vanished Coaching Inns of the City of London by C. Douglas Woodward. And you go to Mm countrysidebooks.co.uk and you'll find it on there. Together with books that we've also done on the programme because they've had vanishing uh, burial grounds of London. They've had, I mean, really, really good London books. They've got all sorts of things, but the London ones are particularly good and we feature them on the programme. So the vanished coaching inns of the City of London, countrysidebooks.co.uk. Oh, it's the once in a century moment, isn't it? Today at lunchtime with with James O'Brien. Once in a century? Once in a century. Once, well... What what will be happening? Once in a century, uh, coming towards the end of James O'Brien's programme for today. Well, that's coming up at about noon. What's going to happen? Just after noon, just after half past. Once in a century... Yeah, what happens once in a century? Gary knows. Gary knows. What's what's going to happen? Ah, oh, it's not the date. Yes. 7th of the 8th. No, no it nine. will read at 12.34, Why, mate? Because it's 12.34. Oh, 12. <laughs> 56 seconds, apparently. Uh, the 7th day oh. of the 8th month, 9th. the 9th, yeah. yeah. Yes, I thought it might be the date. Yeah. yeah. So twelve. So that's it's a little r- rubbish, really, isn't it? Because who cares at twelve? Because we're but, not going to care about it. No. Anyway, we will take a short break for the news. We're back in a moment. Can I help you, sir? Yes, I think there's a mistake. Morning, everybody. It's Steve Allen's much improved early breakfast show with a bigger audience. Uh, although we don't sort of jump up and down about it too much. We just we just take it. Well, we do a little bit. We take it. We just take it for granted. She we do. Yes, yeah, she gra- do. No, yeah, we know we do. don't. I've never mentioned it once on the show. I have. Well, I know you have. I mean, I, I try not to. I don't want people to think I'm big-headed or anything like, like that. I pick you up. <laughs> All right, listen, short break for the news. Uh, after that, apparently The Who have got a DVD out playing at the Kilburn Gaumont and the Rainbow in Finsbury Park is now a church. Yes, I remember seeing... Was it the Bay City Roller? No, I didn't see the Bay City Roller. I don't want that on record. Come on, I And then he made a mistake on the programme. Listen, news coming up very, very shortly and then uh, more of your texts and emails, more from the papers and we'll tell you what Nick's doing after this. On FM... Morning, everybody. Bigger and brighter than ever. Nick Ferrari this morning is coming live from the uh, from the wheel, the London Eye. He'll be joined by Deborah Meaden. Perhaps he can make a, invest some money. 
I keep saying, actually, every yes. week, Deborah Meaden keeps going, no, I'm out. I think, go on, spend some money. Don't be so mean. She's cautious. Cautious. <laughs> cautious. Careful. Someone's got to say no. They're well, exactly. They people. are going to be uh, talking about Ronnie Biggs. I'm sure they are. And uh, I suppose they'll be asking the the, uh, the question, should he be allowed out of prison? Well, he is out of prison. The trouble is, he's hooked up to a machine, so he's not, not exactly going to be running down the road. No. Somebody said he's not going to be visiting Margate or going for a pint because he's dying. I reckon they've actually checked very carefully. He is going to die. They don't, even, they don't even make him a recovery. You sure they haven't just put him into hospital and they're going to unplug it overnight? I think they were secretly hoping, when this first came off, they were hoping he'd be dead by now because we were told last week he was on his by his son, legs, this yeah. is it, this is it, we've all been rushed to his bedside. Two weeks later, he's still living. Still living, yeah. He's still all living, right, isn't he? Do you think he's acting? <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. He's trying to remember where he stashed his last lot of money. Yes. I reckon they'll also be talking on the Nick Ferrara show this morning about... Boris's balcony. Boris is going to be there this morning. Oh, is he going to be yes, there? Yes, he's actually going they, to be in the capsule. They're bound to bound to talk to him about his uh, the, about the um, summer yeah. house they put on his balcony. Now, it's an interesting thing about that. There's a picture last night in the paper. I think it's a horrible structure. Hideous. I mean, why anybody who want to put a garden shed on the back of their building it's is a, totally beyond me. It's a two thousand pound summer house. Yeah, but why don't you just put a, have a nice awning with side bits on it, mm. which can retract back, which would be much nicer. Not a wooden shed. It's very very odd, and also as well. I didn't think you needed planning permission for something that was not, didn't have foundations. You can put an, a, no, a, a removable structure anywhere. Can you? But apparently not, because they're, they're listed, uh, grade two listed Georgian terrace, yeah. and it was an eyesight. It's quite a big balcony to put that old thing on there. It, it was, yeah. Very strange, isn't it? Very, very old. Things people put up there. Uh, I did like this one from Moray, who says, I'm enjoying the hot Turkish sun. Chuckling by the pool with a whole batch of your podcast. Just before I left London, my watch battery packed up, so I went into a shop just off Moorgate near work, which has lots of clocks and watches in the window. And I asked the man for a watch battery. And he said, sorry, we don't sell batteries. I was a little surprised, so uh, I said I'd buy one of those cheap quartz watches to keep me going till I get back from Turkey. He said, we don't sell watches. So I, I lost my temper a little bit. And I said, well, what do you sell then? He said... We knew to cats. He said, then I lost it completely and shouted, so why have you put all those clocks and watches in the window? And quietly he said, well, what would you put in the window? <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, is worth thinking about, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite funny, actually. I quite like the idea. Mark the Bailiff sent me in a picture. Shan't be arguing with him. <laughs> no, big and bold. Big and bold, big, big and, and butch. Bold. Big I, and butch. I've got to say good morning to um, the people at Barnet Hospital, because uh, I had a little operation on Wednesday. Are we allowed to talk about this? What, my operation? Yeah, what was it on? Look at it. Oh, right, what's that for? I'm going to take that off. What is it? I might have to take it off here, actually. No, don't take it off here. Why? La, 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 la. <laughs> You'll don't take it off here. I may here. have to. Do you Remove that. <laughs> <laughs> I may have to. I we don't want any of that fainting, lot, <laughs> which I might do. <laughs> yes, you might, might. It's, it's, what, I had you? a hopperation, and I thought it was going to be... A hopperation. A hopperation. Why? I'm talking like Sharon from the uh, day surgery at <laughs> Barnet Hospital. <laughs> she was fabulous. High hair, big hips, don't sit on the beds because she comes around and slaps you. You should be called Brian, is that the one? <laughs> yeah, that's the that's one. That's the one. <laughs> so I went in for this operation. Oh. On Wednesday morning, and I got there at half past seven in the morning, which to me is the I middle know. of the night. I don't do morning. I, like I had to leave from here and go straight to the hospital. Yeah. Well, I thought I was going in. I, I was having something removed. A, a, something from my. It's just arm. the producer puts his fingers <laughs> in his ears now. It's going to be one of those programmes. Yes, Gary, don't listen. You're far too young. <laughs> I was having something removed. And I spoke to my friend Anne, who said to me, Oh, I had that done ages ago. She said, It's so easy. You just go in, they spray it, and then they chop it off, and then. 
If you've, you've just, just turned on the radio, ladies and gentlemen, we're not talking about what you think we're talking no. about, OK? We talk about the woman that burnt the man's willy in Greece later, but... Oh, no, the superglue one. <laughs> you see the superglue one the other day? No, it's a superglue with willy. Yeah. Oh, well, well, we'll talk about that too, supergluing and setting them on not. fire. Anyway, so I thought it was going to be perfectly straightforward and you go in, sit in a chair, thing. So when I got there, I said, look, my appointment's at 8.15. I have to be back at work because I'm there on my own. So they said, oh, well, well hang on a minute. You could be here till noon. And I went, noon? That's ridiculous. I've got to be back at work. I know. So anyway, they said, well, we'll do you first. Well, I was then admitted to the hospital. I got one of those bands with my name and my date of birth around it, and I was told by the lovely Sharon, take a seat there, sir. You're in booth number 14. So I sat in booth 14, and she came in, she whisked the curtains around me, she said, take all your clothes off and put that gown on. And I suddenly realised I had very bright underwear. Well, I didn't think I was going to take my clothes off to have something removed from my arm. But you had to take all my clothes yes. I take all my clothes yes. off. Put one of those gowns on. Yes. There's no back on it. No back. There's no back. I've got yellow and grey striped you were, pants. You're lucky you were allowed to keep them on. Oh, no, I had to keep them on. I had to take them off. Really? Was yes. Was bottom? No. I had to take them off. So you could see your rem- bottom? Yeah. Really? Well, in fact, when I went on the operating table, you can see a bit more than my bottom. Oh, I did. I kept mine on. I'm convinced somebody sniggered. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was snickering with my... I'm totally I, convinced. The funny thing was, I thought I was going first, and I was in this room, <laughs> and there were all these people, and they were having, talking of bottoms, they were having cameras put up their bottoms. Now, you'd think that would be really private, but you can't. You can hear, because it's only a curtain. So you can hear all these people saying, oh, you know, it doesn't take long, we're going to do this, that, and the other thing. And I thought, all oh, these people going ahead of me are going to be here all day. Oh, anyway, they were in and out in seconds with this, uh, this camera thing. Hmm. And anyway, then they called me, and a Ray came and checked that I was the right person on the thing and everything. Took me in, full operating theatre, mm. all the lights, surgeons, all gowned up. Well, it's like a series from, from Medical Hospital it's, or something. I thought or I was in Casualty. Casualty, I know. Casualty in Holby City. I expect the Muppets to pop up the other <laughs> side and do, like, a puppet show for you. I wish they had. I counted ceiling tiles. Pla- yeah, well, I wanted a plasma because they were cutting into my arm. Mm. Anyway, it's, I had nine stitches and I was a brave soldier. Oh, wow. <laughs> it really it was quite... It, mm. and, I was, and then I went straight back to work, by the way, and worked all day. And then when I got home, uh, I went out for dinner with a friend who was birthday. I got into bed that night, forgot to take forgot. the painkillers. Three o'clock in the morning, oh, oh I was like... A banshee yeah. running around the house going, where did I put those tablets? I've got to, the pain yeah. was just banging. Oh, it's horrible. But anyway, that's got to come off today. Right. And get so some air to it. Get some air to it. And then yeah. I go and get the stitches out next week. Oh, lovely. So if my doctor's listening, please put me an appointment for the 14th of August with I the th- nurse. I feel quite queasy Do now. you? Do you want to have a look? No, I don't. Shall I show you? No, don't show me. <laughs> shall I, I show you? I once, I remember showing... A friend of mine. Who is it? Because you're no. funny, but well, shall I show you me doing no. my blood? You've done that in front well, of me. There you go. You see, see? on the Euro style, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'd had three gin and tonics, and suddenly he's injecting himself. Well, <laughs> somebody. Now, the only funny you should mention that because there was a piece in the magazine a while ago saying that people who who inject, who need to inject their mm. insulin, shouldn't have to go and hide in a room. It should be just done quite normally. It's, it's, it's not. You know, I'm not exactly going to be sticking a six inch needle in my arm. It's a little tiny needle that just goes in your stomach or in your leg. I mean, you're lucky I didn't do my leg that day. Because that means you have to stand up and take your trousers down. I've seen that before. I know, it's not the first time. <laughs> every LBC knows <laughs> point through a Christmas party, Easter exactly. party. <laughs> it is true. And uh, backstage... Uh, just make sure I'm not wearing bright pants. <laughs> Isn't it funny how the older you get, the brighter the pants are that you wear? Mine were very bright. Because I went out the other day and bought M&S and they were red, Look. yellow and... Oh, don't. Look, how don't. bright are they? Sorry? Oh, my God. And are they that, M&S? They were ye- lemon. They're, um... They I think a- they're next, actually. Oh, right. I think, I think we'll have to... Because you know we've got a webcam now, Good. don't you? 
Everyone knows half the, half the hospital have seen them. Small wonder more people are listening to this program, hoping for a bit of nudity, and uh, <laughs> this Morrington's morning you're actually underwear. getting it. Uh, right. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yes, so, so, so you should better inject anyway, shouldn't that? Somebody in a restaurant was asked by the, uh, the waiter, excuse me, can you go somewhere else and do that? Really? And they wrote in and complained mm. to the restaurant. The restaurant said, sorry, we'd, you know, because you're made to feel like a third-class citizen. It's not well, like you're sticking a needle in your arm. It's very discreet. How do you feel about a woman breastfeeding, then? Hate it. Ah, you see. Yeah, but only a perfectly bec- natural thing. Well, it's not. It is. I think that's exhibitionism. What? I have to take it. Well, I'll tell you in a moment. Breastfeeding? It, yes. I'll breastfeed you in a minute. Listen, I mean, I was doing a show at the Fairfield Halls in Croydon. There was a woman breastfeeding in the front row. The kid was 36. And it was okay, the kid Spence. was 36. I don't want to talk about it. 16 minutes past six. <laughs> With the headlines, Matthew Schofield. The son of Ian Tomlinson, the newspaper seller who died... 97.3. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. 18 minutes past six. Uh, Richie says, I'm off next week. Does Mr Hakey have any idea about the forthcoming weather up here? I've got no idea, actually. I don't know if he does Liverpool weather. Poor soul. It, um, it should be nice, because they're now saying that this weekend you can barbecue, so you can get your little sausages out and uh, fire up your barbie. And I think it's the whole whole country, because I heard a report the other day that why our weather is so bad is because the jet stream comes right the way across the Atlantic and then goes underneath Great Britain, so it goes through the English Channel. Oh, right. So we get trapped in all the horrible weather that comes from the Atlantic, and then that's when the, it starts burning up in the Mediterranean because all the hot air coming from the desert is going up. Right. What is happening? Is this interesting? No. Lost um, the will to move. <laughs> shut up. Lost the will to move. I'm sure you could do an injection. <laughs> Test your blood sugar levels. <laughs> so what's going to happen I did then? I that the other day and I squirted all my blood all over my George Foreman grill. <laughs> I thought that shirt was a bit red that you're wearing. <laughs> or is that Cerise? Just in case, it's Cerise. <laughs> anyway, the jet stream's north. salmon, actually. North, that's not salmon. North of Scotland. Excuse me, this is salmon. That's Cerise. Is it? Yeah, salmon's much lighter. Oh, well. It's a lighter colour. Look, that's salmon. That colour there. Oh, that's not. It is. Unless it's very ill salmon. It's faded salmon. It's faded. linen. There's no such thing as faded salmon. It's either salmon or it's not. <laughs> it is. It's... I must lend you one of these films on these fishermen fishing off in the Baltic Sea, mm-hmm. and it's called Lobster Wars. Right. And they lay out all these big... Cages? Cages, and they put dead fish in there and everything else, and the lobsters go in, and they bring them up. And these things are enormous, these lobsters. Oh, they're massive. They're scary. I don't like oh, lobsters. and they're out in the sea, and the boat's bobbing up and down, and, and then tuna. Have you seen the size oh, of tuna? tuna are made. They're as big as this table, How much they? do you think a tuna fish is worth? A lot of money, I would think. I have no idea. It's almost endangered. There's certain tunas we don't need. $75,000 a fish. Yeah. Se- now, whether that's Canadian dollars, I don't know, which I think are so less. But they reckon a whole haul... Ten million. Ten million pounds? Yeah. And what the, well, ten dollars. million dollars. Now, whether they're Canadian, I don't know. But what they do is they corral them, they handle with gloves, because the Japanese will not buy fish that are marked. Oh, so and they're huge. And they feed them, mm. because these fish are so big, they've got to feed all the time. So, to, to attract them, they just throw dead fish in the water. The tuna start yeah. coming in, then they bring a big net around them. It's almost cruel. You've never seen the size of them. I know they're huge. Oh, yeah. And the tins are so tiddly. Yes, that's a tin salmon. But you've seen a piece of salmon. From a little no, salmon. No, tuna. Yes, uh, tuna. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah and, a, and a tuna steak. Yeah. You've seen a tuna I steak. Like tuna steak. I know you don't. Seared tuna's lovely. Oof, yuck, yuck, yuck. What about tuna sushi? No, I don't do sushi. You don't do sushi, do I you? I don't do anything that's raw fish, anything like that. <laughs> I've seen people. Be lovely in your walk, a bit oh, of tuna. God, no. No, not in my halogen oven either. Oh, how is that? Oh, it's fabulous. Is it? I do like it, actually. I've done quite a few things in Have there. Have you like what? Last night I did a huge. Um, <clears throat> thing from Arts and Spencer had chicken in and roast potatoes, and it crisps them beautifully. Mm-hmm. And I had some uh, cauliflower cheese. Very exciting. Very nice. It was very nice, actually. actually. if you had a... Oh, Yom, if you could do that in your oven. Could you do an ordinary ready meal in your oven? 
You know how they do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, well, Marks and Spencer's got a new one. It's a lamb hot pot oh, type I've seen thing. It. I'm not big into lamb. I quite like oh, it. Yeah. It's quite fatty. No, this is, this is not. This is beautiful. I, I, I had it on Saturday night. Yeah, but lamb traditionally is fatty meat. Oh yes, it's quite yeah. it's quite oily. Yeah, but it's beautiful. It's lamb and vegetables, and then it's topped with those those potatoes that are you know. Oh right, just the re- yeah. yeah oh, that sounds oh nice. it's very 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 nice. Yeah, lovely dinner. <laughs> oh, I haven't got a halogen <laughs> oven though. <laughs> uh, eight for eight five zero. Oh, Steve at LBC dot Somebody says, typical, you media types pushing to the front of the queue. Well, so we should. Peasants like you deserve to go right to the back and suffer. We go right to the front of the queue. What's queuing, anyway? I don't, I don't, I don't queue. Mm, I don't know. Never queue. It's a simple person. <laughs> queuing. That, but that, that, that sort of... Yes, oh, they're the people who move out the way for us. Oh, oh thank God for that. That's it. <laughs> that's why there's never a queue when I go out. I've never noticed a, I don't do queues. You go no. to restaurants, I've never known a queue. <clears throat> I mean, do, do you queue at the Ivy? No. No. I've never queued at Joe Allen's or anywhere like no. that. Caprice? No. No, never. Never heard of it. Scott's? Never. No, never queued. And, uh, well, we don't actually call it the VIP stage, we just call it home. <laughs> <laughs> my usual table, please. Yes, my usual table. You just I, phone up and go, it's, uh, say, hello, we know who you are. I did think, I did laugh, actually, on Saturday. <laughs> After work, I had to go and pick up some, I was giving, we had a swimming pool party at the club on Saturday night, as you know. But I did manage to keep most Put of my clothes on. Put your fingers in your on. ears again, Gary. Yes, it's one yeah. of those programmes It's that today. time of the day. A swimming pool party. 6.22 and it's getting smutty. Um, no, a really swimming pool. We had two big swimming we pools on the main floor. We could Phil Kittramalides onto that. <laughs> Do you think spot into the swimming pool? A swimming pool party. Yes, he'd love it. Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to give out ice creams and choc ices. Do you remember I mentioned last Oh, yes, last yes. Friday. I said those cheaper things to give out yeah. are those things that last longer. Absolutely. So, on my way home, I went to Iceland. Never been to Iceland before. Heavens above, it's miles. Well, I, it, it was a long way out. <laughs> Very to cheap, Heathrow, isn't it? Terminal 3, fly yeah. there. No, I went to Iceland in Finchley, in East Finchley. It's the nearest one yeah. to me. So I went there, faffed around, couldn't find anywhere to park. I'm in a bit of a rush. Oh. Found a meter that eventually worked, got a ticket. Went into Iceland, and I was ex- very impressed, actually. Oh, it's, it's cheap. fantastic and cheap. very, very, very cheap. Yeah. Lots of vegetables Pound and salads. Here. Two pounds yeah. for these ice creams. I got loads of ice creams. I got nearly a hundred feasts and fabs and yeah. chalk ices and all of that kind of thing for about twelve quid. Yeah. So I put them all in my thing, went to the desk, and there was a girl, one of those girls, one of those girls frumped in the seat, mm. no eye contact, no. didn't even look at me. She put the ice lollies on, but I put them in the bag, and uh, I said, "I'm sorry." <laughs> I said, "Sorry." She said, twelve pounds." I said. I can't hear you, dear. She said, it's broken, the thing behind you. You know, the, <laughs> the arm thing that comes yeah. up and says £12. So I said, oh, I can see that, but how much is it? She said, £12. I said, OK. So I gave her the 20 quid, and she gave <laughs> out of the till. Never looked at me once, no. completely ignored me. I, I stand there till you open the bag. <laughs> well, she I threw make the, the money at me. <laughs> so I put the money in my pocket, picked up the bag, and there was a lovely, lovely lady behind me buying some stuff for her kids. And I just turned around to her and I said, do you know what, dear? I said, there are thousands and thousands of people out there without jobs. I said, if you only smiled, you'd at least be worthy of that job that you've got. She was horrified. Mm. But, of course, I was just a grumpy old man. Yeah, <laughs> Six exactly. o'clock on a Saturday. But I quite like that. I think, you know, people, people are so miserable when you think oh, it's not any necessary. job is what you want to make it. Any job is what you... No, if, if you want to be happy, be happy. Because then it just... Because you, you then get that back fourfold. And the happier you are, the more it will annoy the customers. Because you get grumpy, you know, I, I never understand why. You're in a queue, it could be Iceland, it could be anywhere else, and you get there, and people start packing their bags, and then whoever's on the till, because the race is on the till, how quickly can I get this stuff over there while you can't pack it? Yes, always. And I they do that. So them. I always go, and get in the bag. <laughs> and they, and I, I deliberately make them open the bag, because I, I always think, no, no, I'm terrible, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to mess around with you here at all. And then you get people who stand there, 
And then they start hunting around for their purse. Oh, I know. It's like it's a big surprise. Somebody's <laughs> going to ask you to pay for this stuff. You've just bought it, and they're going to ask you to pay for it. Now, what did I do with the purse? And then, also, I always give a note. I never stand there and count £3.67, there, and I think, oh, we could be here forever. And I've seen people counting out coppers. Oh, of course. Well, some people, that's all they've got. Well, they shouldn't be going in shops. They're not all shops. rich like you. They shouldn't be going in shops. You don't have to take coppers. It's like on the buses. If it's over a certain... Well, they don't take money on buses. But if, if it's a, over do. a certain amount, they don't have to take it. No, no, they don't have to take it over a £10, no, because they don't carry change. No. Because 90% of people have got oyster Most cards. Most people or, who've got any sense have yeah. got an oyster card. But some people are... I know you watch older people, but there is that always that element of surprise, isn't there, where you get there and they go, that'll be £48.70, please. And they go, oh... Now, what do I do with my thing? Meanwhile, there's ten people. you seen stuff back? People <laughs> then go, oh, um, if you put that back, you think, oh, for <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> Dear me. But I've had a moment before when I thought, do you know what? I've not got no cards with me and I've only got £40 cash. And I thought, should I really have bought that bottle of gin? Hang on a minute. And I'm watching it, watching the, 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 the total come up. But Waitrose is good because as you're doing it, it gives you the running total. It gives you a subtotal, through, a subtotal, yes, so you know where you are. Yeah. That's yeah, very, very, very good. And I have said to stop because I haven't got enough money. And I oh, said, how embarrassing. Put that, <laughs> I said, just put that back. I know, but it wasn't because I didn't have any money. Yeah, because you I, didn't have any with you. I didn't have enough on me. I only had £40, and it came to 40 It was going to come to more than that. So right. I didn't want them to sort of suddenly run it all through and then say, well, I can't pay now. Yes, I've seen people putting stuff back. OK, if I put that back, OK. And you see the girl go, all right, I have to take that <laughs> off here. And then they produce little bits of paper with sort of, you know, 40 get 20 off. pence off if you bought a toilet roll. So you sort of hand that over, and then there's all these other bits. Of, I know. You used to cut them out of magazines, and at one time the supermarkets wouldn't take them unless you'd bought that particular item. Now they just take them full stop. They just take them off. They they just don't normally, they're for vegetables or uh, household products yeah. or meat, aren't they? They're not for a specific no. type of specific. Doesn't product. Waitrose have a minimum spend of forty quid? What for a credit card? <laughs> no. No, they just don't. generally, I think it's a minimum spend. No, yes, 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 pounds. it is. Yes, because otherwise you are otherwise you're you're, you're targeted <clears> as a poor person. <laughs> Waitrose they don't, they do they poor. No, but that's why it's exactly. I mean, you see, I'm, <clears> you didn't do Waitrose for that gin, did you? Actually, I did buy my gin in Waitrose. Ah, but, but you spent forty, didn't you? Yeah. So that's a, you're yeah. all right, you're yeah. a valued customer. Anybody who goes in there and just buys a sandwich, peasant. Really? You know, it's as simple as, oh, absolutely. They go out the back door, do they? <laughs> I love waitress. It's a myth about them being more expensive than anywhere else. It's, oh, it is a myth, yeah. They are fantastic. But the funny thing deals. is, that what, what they do in Waitrose, which they don't do now, they, they do the things that you can't get hold of. So if you're looking for a particular sauce or a tea bag or something Marvellous. like that, they have it in there. Yeah, they are incredible. Some of their things, they don't, they're not great on, on a huge array of vegetables in my one. No. Up at Finchley. We're, we're, we have a bit of fruit. What, from, from Waitrose? No, no, working in there. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> talk gag, talk but... about Jordan's friends again like <laughs> oh, that. Oh, Listen to me. you. You oh, must. Everyone, anyone that's podcasting will have listened to that, and it's yeah. absolutely fantastic. The trouble is, they trail around like two little girls' blouses, <laughs> and then laugh at this poor woman because Jordan lets f lets roll with a tirade against this poor girl, and these two queens laugh. Horrible. London's biggest conversation. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Don't forget, Nick Ferrari is coming to you live from the London Eye. He's going to be joined by Deborah Meaden to review the papers. And they're going to be talking about uh, Ronnie Biggs' release from prison. And as I say, it doesn't actually mean anything. It just means he's still stuck in a hospital bed connected up to a machine. So not exactly winning free. He's not going to be sort of waltzing down Leicester Square later on. He might be. Yes, he might be. You never know. Let's have a check. Well, in a moment, we'll have a check on the horse racing. 
I think I'll be standing in the corner being a naughty boy again, but unfortunately before that we have the sporting headlines with Phil Kittram-Leedis. Morning, Steve. Thank you. The fourth and possibly decisive Ashes test gets underway at Headingley this morning with the fitness of Andrew Flintoff still unknown. A decision on whether or not the all-rounder's knee is strong enough to last the five days will be taken just before the match, although some papers this morning are suggesting he's already been ruled out. Whether Flintoff plays or not, it's a vital test. With England knowing a win, will hand them victory in the series. England captain Andrew Strauss says he has every confidence in his side. From our point of view, uh, I think we've shown so far in this series that we can match this Australian side and beat them, uh, but we can only do that if we play very close to our ultimate capabilities, and we're going to have to do that again this week. Spurs have signed Sebastian Bassong from Newcastle for £8 million. The 23-year-old defender has signed what's been described as a long-term contract at White Hart Lane. Arsenal will find out who they'll face in their playoff for the Champions League group stages later. The Gunners could face the likes of Fiorentina, Atletico Madrid and Celtic. And there are six race meetings taking place later. They go at Brighton, Haydock, Musselburgh, Lingfield, Newmarket and Worcester. Although that latter one at Worcester is subject to an inspection at 7.30 this morning. LBC 97.3 Steve Allen Alex says it's a shame that Phil couldn't sustain his efforts. I think mm. that's been his downfall, actually. That has been his downfall, I'm afraid. Uh, he didn't get a second winner because uh, Brunette, fourth. That's no good. Pathetic, wasn't it? Fourth. Even if he'd gone each way. <laughs> even if he'd gone each way, you know, he wouldn't have got anything for that at all. So he's lost two pet. Mr Black is going to be furious. Back on Monday. You can do those ones, though, where you can say, I don't mind, you can come fourth, second, third or first. Yeah. And you can do a bet like that. He Maybe they should do way. that. He won't go each way. He won't. Phil. He won't do it. He still won't go each way. Phil will. Oh, Phil does now. Yeah, well, Phil, 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 yes. Phil, Phil, Phil Blacker. Yeah. Mr Phil Kittram Elite. Yeah, Phil, Phil occasionally goes each way. John Cushing we never had this trouble with. <laughs> he was practically begging to go each way by the time he finished doing it. <laughs> Unfortunately, Mr Kittram Elite is, uh, well, you know... You underestimate me because today I've got an each way bet for you, sir. So. Oh, today you're going each way? Yeah. See, oh. typical Friday, Friday, just when I'm not prepared for it, he goes yeah. each way. It's because I'm here. Anyway, yes. <laughs> you, your total loss is £42.74, so it better be something big for me. Point of light for Alex, one. Mm. Total return £3.80, profit one eighty. Total loss £20.30. So today we're off to Haydock, 8.30, calculating win only. And you're going where? 7.15 at Newmarket. <sighs> it's too late for horses. I'm sorry. 7.15. They're asleep. It's still light. They're asleep. And it'll be lovely and sunny at 7.15, so he's got a good chance. Thank no? you. Thank you. Is it going Welcome. soft or hard? What do you reckon? I'm going for Bookie Basher Babe in the 7.15 at Newmarket. Sounds fabulous. Bookie Basher Babe? Sounds like someone that fell out of that nightclub, Mahika's, the other night. Bookie Basher Babe? Is that yeah. what it's called? A Bookie Basher each Babe. Way, yeah. Each way, okay. Yeah. Going each way. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, see? I Put a smile on their face. We'll wait and see. Wait and see. Bookie Basher. I'll, I'll, I'll print this off a bit later and I'll give it to you and we'll put them on the website. Okay, good stuff. So we'll wait and see what happens. Thank you, Phil, very much indeed. There you go. Eventually, we, we sort of persuade. Been here all week, you know, and eventually they go each way. Oh, They've gone each way Friday. at the beginning of the week. They've had a little more money in their pockets. Oh, yeah, but you always save the best till last. Well, I know, but you sort of, you just like to make sure that we sort of we're trying to sort of get some money together for this. Thing. Never works, does it? I'm afraid, <laughs> never works. But we we shall watch, and uh, and see uh, how we're going to do on Monday. Uh, John says, what do you think about the Hollywood about to remake the big 58 musi movie musical Damn Yankees with Jim Carrey and Jake mm. Gyllenhaal? I'm very dubious of a musical remake. They have not learnt their lessons. Well, as far as I'm concerned, John, you know my opinion. Never remake classics. No, that they was Frank work. Sinatra, wasn't it? That damn, those Damn, damn Yankees. Yankees. Yeah, yeah. it's a Frank Sinatra film. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. In fact, the, uh, the latest remake, which is 
the taking of Pelham 1, 2, oh, 3 and 4. Damn it. Terrible Why reviews. Why remake something that was so that was, fabulous? That was so good first time around. Is yeah. it because it's like when they, they did all the Tom Cruise disasters of Mission Impossible or whatever it was? Yes. Rubbish. Rubbish. Didn't you like those? No. Mission Impossible 1, 2, 3 I mean, if he, if, I mean Tom Cruise, I think, passed his sell-by date a few years ago. It's interesting about Tom Cruise, isn't it? Him, he, he's always been married to very successful actresses. Mm. Or he, all his wives were, yes. were very, very successful. I mean, look at Penelope Cruz. I mean, she's she's my favourite actress. I love her to death. Really? Oh, I love I don't Penelope think I have Cruz. a favourite actress. I just like... Oh, yeah. well, I don't know. I mean, I, I look at sort of certain people. I tend to like the older actresses. Older? How old? Quite, quite old. Like Joan Collins? What sort of Jessica Tandy type age? Because I always think it's nice they're still working. Jessica Tandy? Yes, I know. <laughs> she's, she's really old. I know. She? Is she yeah. still alive? I can't remember if she's still Goldie alive. Goldie Horns, fabulous. Well, I thought she's she not was a real actress. She was okay. She, she was sort of a bit dipsy. She was fabulous. Yeah, I loved her. Love her. Love her still, actually. Yeah, yeah. But I think the um, when they do the remakes, they're never ever going to be as good, are they? No. Excepting, of course, the the young people that go and see them. That's all they know. So they're not remakes because they won't watch black and white films. Yes, it's true. Yeah. Do you think they'd ever make any of the remake the um, Betty Davis films? No. They did Old Acquaintance. I don't even know what that is. Have you never seen Old Quentin? No. It's about the two friends, two, um, two best friends who, they were writers, and they, they feud, and they have a terrible, terrible row. Oh. And I think it was Betty Davis and Joan Fontaine. Fantastic Joan film. Joan Fontaine. Fantastic <laughs> film. And it was remade in the 70s. Yeah. And, uh, it was, it was all right, but it was nowhere near as good. No, they're they, never they, any they good. Have, they had the bite. And there's something about a black and white film yeah. that allows you to sort of, you know, like Mr. Skeffington or something. It just, oh, was, that was such a good film. Mr. Skeffington. Mr. Skeffington. Lovely, oh, I've got lovely that. film. It's a wonderful film. I've got film. that. That's such a good film. That's about a, a society lady, uh, who's, I mean, it, it's played by Betty Davis. Mm. Is it Betty? Yes, yes, it is Betty. Yes. Who, of course, thinks she's a beauty. But, of course, the trouble with Betty Davis is she never went through the casting couch because she was never attractive. Not, so yes, everybody else was on the game and sort of doing it. And it was quite normal. <clears> I mean, there were a lot of <clears> prostitutes who went on to become very famous actresses. Yes. And Joan Collins for um, she wasn't a prostitute. Not not Joan Collins. Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford was working, and in fact, when she became famous, they had to get all her mm. porno films in as quickly as possible. She was quite quite stunning, though, wasn't she? Used to sleep with all her directors. Always. Steven Spielberg says that when he went to make a film with her, she opened the door wearing a negligee, which mm. she let fall open, and she was stark naked. <laughs> Goodness what do you mean we're so old? Look at the typical <laughs> the producer here. You, know. you do that, though, don't you, with all your producers? I do that with, my, I do it with all my producers. I walk in in a negligee in the morning and just let it <laughs> casually fall from my shoulders. Lost more producers that way. But Can they want me to say, oh, yeah, so Mrs. Kevin, so she's, she's playing the society beauty, which was never that good. And as she gets really old, you know, she has to put a wig on and, you know, she has a stroke, I think. She's married to Mr. Skeffington. Yes, who, who is, is his... filthy rich. And who's a lovely, lovely, quiet man who's a pipe and slippers man and allows her to go out with all the boys and all the people. Because mm. she comes home and, and she treats him like dirt. She treats him like dirt. And she, in the end, uh, she realises that he's the most important person and in of her course, life. He goes blind. Yes. He goes blind and then goes back and he said, because Fanny... He called her Fanny. I will. I'll always remember you. That was a name. Fanny Skeffington. Fanny Skeffington. <laughs> Funny, wasn't it? Anyway, isn't, it, and, isn't um, that where the line comes from? Um, I'm having lunch. With, I can't, darling. I'm having lunch with Jenny Clarkson. And Jenny Clarkson, you never knew who she was. No, she never turned up. No, she never she turned up. Exist. Never did lunch. She was just one of those excuses. But the reason that he actually that she got married to him again is because even though she she was falling apart and was old and decrepit and people, went, oh look, her wigs falling off yes. and this kind of stuff. He remembered her as she was. Mm. 
Such a good film. You should get it out, actually. A wonderful film. It's for, it's for people who appreciate a good bit of cinematography and a good bit of lighting. Yeah, and you can actually get, I think, if you go to Amazon or one of your... Go on to Steve's uh, uh, website, you'll mm. get where to get the best uh, price on it. But there is a I'm box set... I'm not sure set, if that's still on my website. I don't think so. I can't remember. But there's a box set of four Betty Davis films, and Mr. Skeff- Mr. Skeffington oh, is, is it? one of them. Yeah. Oh, I, Dark, I bought it anyway. Now Voyager, and I've got a, a set of four fantastic She was films. good. And, of course, when, when they did whatever uh, happened to Baby Jane, <gasps> her and Joan Crawford hated, hated each other. Other. Absolutely. Hated each other. Hated Absolutely each other. Well, they were arch them. enemies, weren't they? Yes. Because uh, Joan Crawford was all sort of more vampish and Betty Davis was all slightly mumsy. Yeah. But in fact, it, I think it was Betty Davis's husband um, that the Oscar was named after. Her first husband's middle name was Oscar and she was quite up in Hollywood being oh. a contract player. And I think they, they she sort of said, well, what's wrong with Oscar? Let's call it Oscar. And that's how the Oscar was named. All oh, right. I've just noticed a couple of things. First of all, Gaz says, I always say to Stroppy Stop Shaf, uh, Stroppy Shop Staff, did you pass? And they say, what? I say, the charm course. <laughs> yeah, it's true, actually. I mean, put it way, there are some people it's who are so born necessary. to do retail, and they love doing it. I appreciate the fact you get Stroppy customers, but if you're a happy-go-lucky sort of person, you just waltz through that. However, talking of waltzing through, Jack Tweed has come up with his oh. latest fantasy, which is he admits he's hooked on booze because he's trying to forget the death of Jade Goody. Yes, we're all trying to forget you married Jade Goody as well, Mr Tweed, I'm afraid. I mean... Nasty little piece of work. Out with the dreary, well-known drunk Bianca Gascoigne, both boozing it up. So, of course, every time he's pictured boozing, he goes, oh, I'm trying to forget, you know, and you think, well, you weren't there at her death. No. Uh, you just milked it ever since then. You've been an utter disgrace, I'm afraid. I couldn't care less what you get up to in your private life, but for God's sake, don't tell lies to people, because it just makes you look even more stupid. You know he's doing an autobiography. Really? Yeah. What is he going to write about? Well, his dreary life, me as a convicted thug, He I would be imagine. so much better if he just went out, instead of falling out of nightclubs with every Z-list celebrity, mm. he would be so much better if he went on a... A campaign trail. Uh, put himself. He's, he's, he's a stupid thing. And do a breast cancer thing. You know, start doing runs and things yeah. like that. Something that's you know that that would give his wife something to be remembered by. Oh, I should imagine. I mean, if, if she was able to look down on him, she probably absolutely loathes the day she ever set eyes on him. He's done nothing but cheat on her. While she was alive, he cheated on her. You know, I mean, yeah. why, the trouble is, poor, poor girl never had anybody else apart from him, which was very sad. The Gala Bingo Hall in Tooting, formerly the Granada, is an amazing interior dedicated to 30s art deco, says David. Yes, we know, that's, that's <laughs> very famous. You can go onto the internet and see lovely pictures. Well, they were all... Uh, the, the 1920s, 1930s, when all the cinemas were, you know, Built mm. up all around London, yeah. with, the, with the advent of the underground, of course. Lovely. Best thing in Kingston is uh, the Kingston Empire, which is still mm. there. It's all shops and a pub underneath, but there's still the big sign on the wall saying Empire, yeah. which is fantastic that these buildings still survive. Tom Cruise was never married to Penelope Cruise. No, I never said that. I said we, no, we didn't no, say we, what I didn't say, Well, I did actually refer to her as his wife, but they were an item for a very long time. Yes, absolutely. Yes, they were. OK, quick break. Quarter to seven. <laughs> With the headlines, Matthew Schofield. The prison officers guarding Ronnie Biggs in hospital. Morning, everybody. Yesterday we did uh, June Brown for In yeah, Conversation. Yeah, very interesting. When's nice. that going out? You That'll go know. out, I think, in... A couple of weeks? Probably a couple of weeks' time, mm. I think, because she's doing Calendar Girls. Now, of course, the one thing she does is she smokes. Yes. She smoked for a long time, and she smoked in the studio. Mm. But she didn't smoke a proper cigarette. She smoked one of these electronic cigarettes. Because I'd seen these before, because Alan Dodgen had an electronic cigarette, and he was right. showing me. And what it is, it's, I can't... It's just, you charge it up, and it's got a little thing at the end which lights up. So mm. you inhale it as per normal, and then what you blow out, and it looks like smoke, is in fact water vapour. 
But it looks like smoke. So she was sitting there during the interview. I don't know. She said she puts a bit of menthol in it, Mm -hmm. which sort of makes, because she smokes menthol cigarettes. So it makes it feel like Makes it feel like that. And some people put a little bit of... Uh, not tobacco, a little bit of whatever they call it, I don't know, in there. And, uh, and that sort of adds to it. But when she was sort of blowing mm. it out, it was quite funny. Quite good for people, um, who are going on a long air- airline journey, who don't, you know, who really can't yeah. go without cigarettes. So, so you could, in theory, because it's not a cigarette, you and it's smoke not it in tobacco, a bar. You could smoke it in a bar, but I wonder how many people would actually believe that it wasn't a proper cigarette, because you're blowing out what looks like smoke. Yes, I know, but if it's not... I know, but can you imagine there's going to be the first case where somebody's going to sit on a train and go... <sighs> Like somebody go, excuse me, you can't smoke it. And you go, no, it's just steam. I'm blowing out steam. Nobody's <laughs> going to believe it. I'd love to get one of those and try it in the club and see what happens. Just yeah. walk around with a cigarette. Yes, they're about thirty-eight pounds. That's a lot of but, money. Yes, but each cigarette and the thing lasts for about one hundred and fifty-five cigarettes. That's what the equivalent would right. be. Right. I mean, compared try to it. Cigarettes, yeah, try it. Try it. Let us know how you how you get how on. I get on. Yeah, I will. I'll stand there at the bar. I light up. Just get it out and oh, just have a cigarette. I'm management. I can do this. Uh, Bill Buckley's got food and drink. This I could eat food now, actually. I I'm could eat, cause I'm looking at food on the te- Every time I turn on the television, they're showing us what food looks like when it's being cooked. Oh, dear, just delicious. They look lovely. And uh, yeah. Sunday afternoon from four with Bill. This week, joined in the studio by the managing director of the Bread Factory, Tom Molner, who will be explaining how you can make a wide array of beautiful breads and perfect pastries. Probably in your halogen oven. And Ricky Pang, <laughs> the executive head chef of the pan-Asian restaurant, Taman Gang, will tell Bill why his restaurant can offer Londoners the perfect night out. So food and drink with Bill this Sunday from four. I miss bread. I haven't had any bread for quite a while now. Haven't you? I gave up bread Not and potatoes. Really... Oh, dear. I had some roast potatoes yesterday oh, in my halogen don't. oven. Oh, crispy. Oh, crispy <laughs> or what? They were lovely. I did. They were potatoes at this. We, I went out for, for the pub lunch on Sunday to one yeah. of those pubs. It wasn't very nice, actually. They're generally not very it good. It was really horrible. Oh, no. It was a pub in Muswell Hill, and I'm not going to do the name. I just. It was horrible. Their roast potatoes were deep fried. Deep yeah. fried. They've got to be in oh, the oven. No. And they, what you've got to do is drain. I mean, it's too time consuming for a pub to do. So what they tend Why? to do is just deep fry a potato That's because terrible. they're turning out quickly. Dreadful. The best way to do it to is. to drain them off. That's why I steam them to soften them slightly. Then yes. I put them into very hot um, oil, actually. And then you baste every so often. I, well, yes, I toss And then I, for the last 20 minutes, I take all the oil off yes. and just cook them yeah. in their own. My mother used to pour the oil Gorgeous. off and drain them, and so they then crisp up. And I, and I will only have them if they're crispy. In all the papers today, Susan Boyle has had her makeover. Unfortunately... Uh, she's recorded the album. Now they're getting the, the publicity machine in gear to try and make sure that you buy this thing. Unfortunately, uh, her singing voice is not up to much. I'm terribly sorry to tell you, but she'd have been in a West End show years ago if she was any good. She's not, but they see a way of making money. And, I don't uh, think she could be in a West End show now. She no, doesn't she have presents. No, she doesn't have anything at all, uh, apart from they've done this silly makeover. As we all know, she's balmy as a brush, mm. I'm afraid. Uh, so the album will be recorded. She will then... Uh, put the album out, and she'll go round and she'll flog something that has probably been through auto-tune. And she won't be able to do concerts, because, let's face it, two songs and she's exhausted. Yeah, she can't do it. So Robbie Williams has got a new album coming out any Yes, he's now, had to lose he? a load of weight. Has he? Yeah, well, it? because he was just fat boy, because he wasn't actually doing anything. No, well, he's just lying around a house in Los, Los Angeles. Yeah. But uh, his, his new album, they reckon, is, could be a, a quite sort of ballady. Yeah. Well, the he, last one bombed, I'm afraid. He does need a good album, album, doesn't he? died. But, you know, I mean, I know it died, but some of his other albums are fantastic. 
Sing when, sing when, swing when you're winning, or yeah. sing when. Love that album. But that was so many years ago. I know, now. but he's another hit for they, ages. They are amazing. He must have made quite a lot of money to be able to go this long. They got an eighty million pound contract with Sony, which they quite liked back. They'd quite like some record sales, yeah, please. I'm sure they would. Jan Moyer writing in the Mail today says, "Can this vile Cruella de Chav sink any lower?" And this is the revolting Jordan, mm. and she calls her everything here. I mean, she is just disgusting, filthy, drunk, disorderly, foul-mouthed, ugly. She's got everything not going for her. Promoting a book that she never wrote. No. That's, that's the she ludicrous just puts her thing. Name to it. Just puts her name to it. And uh, then she goes around. I mean, some of the filth she's come up with uh, when talking to a journalist today, it's, it's almost beggar's belief. And, there was and a as I say, lovely for when her children get a bit older. They'll appreciate just how classy mummy isn't. It, exactly. And she, there was a picture of her in the paper the other day being massaged. Where Have they gone to Marbella or somewhere now? Somewhere. And she was being massaged by the cage fighter. I know. And a girl. This is the cage fighter at 34 still lives with mummy. <laughs> which is sweet, isn't what it? What is a cage fighter? I've no idea. Probably fights in a hamster wheel or something. <laughs> I've no idea. No idea. Not a clue. I'd love to go and see one. Is it anything yes. like wrestling? Sort of like wrestling. It's, it is? It's, yes, I've got no idea. The trouble is, she's just so foul-mouthed and revolting. But it's just, it's not worth bothering with her. <laughs> Strangely enough, they have uh, some lovely pictures of what we used to be like on the British beach holiday. Mm -hmm. And uh, we loved it. In fact, down at uh, Ramsgate, the middle-class types staked out deck chair space and defended it against the Cockney kids who were swarming around. Times never change, do they, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> it's still going on right now as we speak. Yes, and there were still the Piero shows, the Piero clown show. Yeah. And, and people, thousands of people used to watch these shows. I can remember watching the uh, Punch and Judy on the beach. Oh, yes. And we used to go to, uh, when we went to wherever we went on our holidays, to Cornwall or Devon or wherever, we always used to go and see a show and there would be a major act. And I remember seeing Harry Worth. Do you remember Harry, Harry Worth? My name is Harry, Harry Worth. Worth. Used to do that uh, television programme, didn't he? Yeah. He used to stand by a door and lift his, lift arms his arm up. up in the mirror. I How many it. times have you done that? I've done that all over the time. Yeah. The General Travel, the old General Travel shop, used to have a mirror like that, and you could do that. I used to do it every morning before I opened the door. The old cinema in uh, in Chiswick is called the old cinema, the antique shop. The old cinema. It was only a small silent film movie house. The best one was up the road and opposite the Commodore Cinema, a huge place. Manager from the Regal Twi Twicken and went to work there. Says John. Thank you, John, very much indeed. Actually, there used to be a big place next to where a thing is. The, I think the Chiswick Empire was there. I've got a big poster of Liberace mm. when he appeared at the Chiswick Empire. And I remember Fantastic. thinking, my God, those were happy days, weren't they? Nobody <laughs> was rude. Well, I don't think so, anyway. Thank you, Jeff. My God, you're sunflowers at all. <laughs> I've planted sunflowers. They're looking a bit feeble, I'm afraid. My dad's got a huge sunflower in his garden. Just one seed that he got. He's just sitting it's gone. Zoom! It's like, I said, are you expecting Jack in the Beanstalk to climb up? That's absolutely... It's it's about six foot. Really? Six. six foot. It's oh, huge. God. Absolutely. No, with one big sunflower head on it. Lovely. I love sunflowers. I love sunflowers. I see sunflower people going home with Sunflower seeds in them. a salad. Beautiful. Oh, are they? Oh, Absolutely no. beautiful. That's a don't do salad, do you? Don't do salad. Love no. salad. Can't do it in the halogen, <laughs> so I don't bother doing it. Hot salad. Hot salad. Actually, you do get a hot salad. You I was do. watching a cooking programme. Chicken livers. Ooh. Oh, oh, chicken livers in a Lord. salad. Don't even mention it. Listen, thank you very much indeed, everybody, for your company. Thank you, John. My pleasure. John's back with us next week on the show. I'm back with you on Sunday morning. Yes. I can't remember who's my in-conversation guest can't either. You? I can't remember. Isn't it? That's I'm having very a naughty. Having a complete breakdown. It could be Richard O'Brien. It could be? It could be Richard O'Brien. Or it might not be. Or it might not be. I can't... Anyway, you'll have to tune in at seven to find out.
And well, then you'll know all about I it. I think they can check, actually. If they go to the LBC 973 website, it will tell you if you go, if you go weekends. to weekends. if you go to lbc.co.uk forward slash Steve Allen, you'll see the rogues gallery of what we've got there. OK? John, thank you. Uh, so I'm back with you on Sunday morning. Don't forget to podcast. Don't forget to read the blog. Don't forget to check out all those glorious pictures of 24 hours in the life of LBC. It'll either make you smile or you'll be rushing for the, uh, for the bag. Uh, after the news, Nick is live from the London Eye. This is LBC 97.3. Every weekday afternoon from four, 